Well, hello, everybody. My name is Father Tom Connery, and this is my little podcast. It's called Behind the Curtain. And Behind the Curtain is simply an inside look of things in the church, what happens, you know, how the church runs, and also those who make it happen. And so far, my first guest in my podcast career right here is none other than the pastor, Father Patrick O'Doherty. And he's a pastor here at Queen of Peace Church in Ocala. Welcome, Father Pat. Well, thank you. Thank you, Father Tom. Now, do you go by Father Pat, Father PJ? What's you prefer? Uh, Your Holiness. Your Holiness. That's what I would prefer. But uh, um, they they call me Father O. They call me Father Pat. They 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 do call you Father Pat. And Father O'Doherty. Father O'Doherty. That's a nice name. Yes, yes. So you are born from Ireland. I am. Yes, you were, huh? Yes. And you were... Came from a rather large family. One of eleven. One of eleven. Wow. And just to get the record straight here on the air, I am the holiest, the handsomest, and the humblest of that family. Without a doubt. Without, Without a, a doubt. doubt. Triple H. And um, here you are, Queen of Peace in Ocala. And uh, some people recognize you as the call you the the prophet. At least <laughs> that's my title for you. Right. right the prophet. Right. And so. Uh, You've been here quite a long time here at Queen of Peace, haven't you? I have. 33 years. Wow. 33 yeah. years. Yeah, it's a kind of a crucifixion image, isn't it? 33 years. That's right. Yeah. That's right. 33 years. I've been a priest for 37 years, so you've been almost here as long as I have been a priest. Yes. Wow. 33 years. I was making a reference to Jesus being killed at the age of 33. Mm. Yeah, yes. I just thought it would be good. Yes, but to hopefully you, you... Hope you there's more years to you. I know you want to keep working. Hmm? I do. You I want do. to keep going. Yes. God bless you. We're in a beautiful yes. place. So you've been here. Now you were the founding pastor. Is yes. that right? Yes. The founding pastor. Uh, uh, but there was a mission first from... Um, Blessed Trinity. Blessed Trinity. It became a parish as of the day I arrived here on May 1st, 1987. Wow. So that it, it became a parish. As of that day. And you were the founding pastor, and you yes. were meeting in the hall before yes. you built the, the church. Yes. How many years were you here before you built the church then? The church was finished on um, 93, so six years. That's quick. It was quick, yeah. That is quick. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Man. And so you must have seen the growth in the area as well, had you? I did. I did. The place mushroomed, really, really uh-huh. blossomed. I was getting 40 new families a month. Wow. Yes. 40? Yes. So what was your opening number when you started? 800 people. 800 people? Yes. That's households. Is that households, you would say? Uh, or? Basically, the, pop, the whole population was wow. about 800. 800. And now what are you now? About 4,000 plus. It's a nice size parish you got there. You know, the process is called a mega church, 2,000. You yeah. double that. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. So you started with 800, and then it blossomed now, and so all this, you're right on 200. Right. And basically it was what, horse farms was it, would you say, or? Yeah, most, yeah mostly horse, horse, horse farms. farms. And yeah. now it's all businesses, yeah. restaurants, and... Yes, it is. Doctors, yeah. and you, saw the, you saw the area change. Yeah, it was fascinating for me to watch an American town being built. Yeah. And to be part of it. That's right. Mm. Whoa. Now, what I was mentioned to be once before, actually probably a few times, is what? How did you build? You know, I mean, if anyone has not seen your church, it is a good-sized church. Mm-hmm. What's the seating capacity? Um, Seventeen hundred and fifty. Wow, that's a nice-sized church. 
That's seated now, stacked, it could be about seven or eight thousand. <laughs> and so I always think that is almost prophetic that you you saw the future yeah. and to build the church that large. Yeah, well, it was just common sense, really. Well, that's not always that common then. Yeah. You know, that, I mean, that, is that always that a common? Because I would think that some people may object. If we don't need a church 1700, I don't know how many churches at that time, back yeah. in the early 90s, was, would have been that large. Right, right. You know that? And most of us, we still don't build them that large. We think it just multiplied the masses, but you really built it, and it's, it's a good thing you did that. And it is a magnificent looking church. It's an unusual looking church. I mean, the, the artwork, uh, you're very fond of statues, mm -hmm. you know, and relics. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's, a, it's an exhibit, it's a museum. Mm -hmm. You know, it's really, it's a, place, it's, a, it's a place of pilgrimage. Yes. And your grounds are beautiful, well kept, very tranquil, very peaceful. And you yourself have a big hand in uh, carrying the vegetation as well. Mm -hmm. You're out there every Friday afternoon and Saturday morning. That's This is true, most of the time. Yeah. Most of the time, there you are. I want to find you, I know, I want to see Father come Friday afternoon, he's out there with his hat on, his coveralls, mm -hmm. and weeding or chopping down branches and what have you. It's quite impressive. That's how you spend your, uh, your day off, isn't it? This is true, this is true, yeah. Wow. Old Adam back in the garden, you know. Yeah, it was like, was it John of the Cross? Wasn't he believed in manual, you know, work and yeah. something like that? And I go out there and actually work, or like the, the Benedictines, I guess, out in the monastery, right. work in prayer. Hmm? Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, of course, as we speak about Queen of Peace Church, most people, at least in the area, when you say Queen of Peace Church, think of what happened fire. How sure. long ago was that? What month was that again? It was so quick. About five weeks maybe? Five weeks now, like I forget. That, yeah. It was back in July, was it? Something yeah. like that? Maybe yeah. early June? Yeah, something like that. And the fire. And Wow. And I really don't want to talk about that because the ongoing investigation, let that be for what it may, you know, let them, those who that work not have influence. But what struck me most, though, truthfully, was when I, you know, came and saw you, spoke to you, you know, you spoke about the damage and everything like that. It was your tranquility, though, mm. your calmness, mm. unruffled. Mm. Mm. I said, wow. It, it wasn't like, I'm thinking, you know, your church been attacked and the, the, the disruption that's going to cause, the aggravation. You know, you got the COVID virus going on, and now you have to deal with the, you know, the, the fire. And you just took it in stride. How, how, where does that come from? Really? I mean, where does that come from? That you can be so tranquil, at peace, and really, it didn't, at least on the externals, it didn't seem to do shake you or disturb you. It didn't, for some reason, yeah, it huh? didn't, it just didn't, um, even though I met the arsonist face okay. to face, yeah. just, just uh -huh. it was quite calm. Yeah. I don't know why, I, I mean, if, if I stop and think about it, I would have to say to you, uh, um, I actually know who I am, mm -hmm. and what God expects of me. whole life that is kind of like that, you know. Yeah. Because I would think even after the fact, having to have mass now in the hall, mm -hmm. correct one of the chairs, do you ever get upset, um, aggravated, annoyed, or mumble to yourself, what the heck did that happen to us, you know? It, you know what I mean? I mean, it's after a while, it gets, it gets old, it gets tiring, and you just want to go back home into your church, and yeah, you, you, know, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm vain to a certain extent, so I said, hey, you know, 
this has made me famous for, <laughs> for, for, uh, for two minutes. Uh, two, well, yeah, yeah. You could book it longer than two minutes if you so wish, yeah, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, that puts you on the map and, you know, news and papers. And yeah. Across the country, I imagine you all heard about it. And for a recluse, that was That's uh, the strange part. So your person would rather be in the background, leave right. me alone, right. let me just do my work, right? right? This is true. And all of a sudden now you put in the spotlight, the, late, the yes. last place that you want. Right. So that must, but that probably was. It sounds like that was the, probably the biggest sacrifice for you, is having to be, you know, sort of yeah. the focus of attention. I didn't mind either. That it didn't. That was no different from the fire itself. You know, mm. you, have to, you have to deal with that calmly. You know. Yeah. Just, uh, wow. Yeah. But I was, and I found that really impressive because I thought us, you know, go through a lot of challenges in our life, troubles with the virus, with whatever, you know, sickness, and to be able to face it with just, uh, you know, the grace God. of God, the grace of God. Yeah, the grace of God, exactly. God's in control, what will be, will be, it's out of my control, yeah. you know, and I'm just going to do what I need to do, just keep pushing, you know, moving along. Yeah. Keep serving the people. Yeah, that's it. I, right? I wasn't even thinking about it in terms of it yeah. being a crisis. It just yeah. it happened, so it happened. And, so, yeah. uh, thank God the... Uh, the men in blue were here immediately, mm -hmm. the fire brigade, yeah, yes, the yes. ambulances. I don't want to go there too much. I don't want to get in trouble with this investigation. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. Just want to be careful about that. But still, yes. I am just really impressed with the equanimity. Is that the word? You just stay so calm that, you know, I'm still I'm still a pastor, whether I'm a pastor in the church, if I'm a pastor in the hall, or we have that mass outdoors. Life will go on. We're going to, have, we're going to celebrate mass and have the sacraments and... We will continue. It's not going to stop us, <laughs> right? Amen. Hey, I'm really. That's I'm like. I said, wow. So good for you. So, um, if I ask then, so but is there any date that you think you'll be back in the church? I would say, um, I, I guess I don't know. Just uh, but by Christmas, before Christmas, you think? Yeah, I'd say before Christmas. How about Thanksgiving? Well, we can say hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully yeah. but hopefully by Christmas it'll yeah. be yeah. by that time back home. Yeah. They're going to redo yeah. the church. Uh, they, have to, they have to take all the pews out, right? right. The pews are all stored off-site and Ooh. cleaned. That's all a lot of pews to store. All the tile work had to come up off the floors. Uh-huh. Um, they're repainting it on the inside. Mm. They had to clean all the artwork and cover it. And you had plenty of artwork, by the way. Yes. Huh? There's, uh, I'd say over 100 pieces. We have that from we have the, from the book of Genesis all the way to Revelations. Yes. basically on the walls of the church. Yeah, at a personal concern, I know on your wall you had relics of Saint Therese. Yes, but have they were they damaged at all? Are they still intact? You know. No, this is one of the things that was reported as a miracle. I didn't report it and wouldn't have had reported uh -huh. it either, but it got away from me. Somebody went in there and saw that the. Uh, all the relics on the wall uh, were not destroyed in wow. the fire, mm. although the frames all around them were damaged. Wow. So the relics of Saint Therese, Saint Therese, Saint John of the Cross, Wow, uh, Blessed Elizabeth of the Trinity. Yeah, she I'm not too familiar with, but I know John of the Cross, and of course, I know Saint Therese, my parish church. Yes, and so you were kind enough back in my first year to lend us. On her feast day, yes. the beautiful relics. And they're first-class relics, am I right? Or, uh, what are they? 
have you no know? idea. <laughs> I know they have papers. Certified. So it's official then, there's something about it. So yeah. I don't know if it's the flesh, yeah. a bone or something, or, yes. right? Yeah. One nice. of them says ossibus, which means uh, bones. Uh, oh, there you got it. Yeah, of I, John of the Cross. I have a uh, one relic someone sent me from my church, St. John Newman. Yes. I have, I have a... Neumann, I mean Neumann. Neumann, 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 excuse me. Yeah. The one in Philadelphia. Yes. I have a relic of his. I'm not sure what to do with it, but I have a relic of his. Mm -hmm. Someone sent me in the mail, so I got that. But so I'm glad of that. And uh, how about my uh, other favorite saint up on the wall, Don Bosco. John yes, Bosco. How's, statue, how's statue. Giovanni? How is he? How did he make out? He he came out well after we cleaned him. He's okay. How's his, uh, what's that? His Beretta. His Beretta. So we got him a new Beretta. That was damaged. Yeah, that was damaged. Yeah, just, you know. Okay, but he's good. He's be back in. Yes, it's a beautiful statue. Have a good yes. old Don Bosco. Yes, beautiful. Those are my two concerns: <laughs> the relics of Saint Therese and Giovanni Bosco up there yes. in the wall. You walk in, right to your right, up high there. Yes, yes. And the statues inside the church are all okay because you have Saint Therese okay. in there also, and they're all clean. But but uh, they're, they're fine. They're fine. Oh, good, good, good. Some of the stained glass got cracked and that they would probably be replaced. Wow, okay. Especially in the vestibule. Uh-huh. Beautiful. Now so when you um whenever that date may be, does the bishop have to come re blessed, dedicate, or anything like that? Any any kind of ceremony now or I don't I don't know if that's mm. the truthful answer. Yeah. I don't know that it has to be done. Right. The altar and the sanctuary were not desecrated in any way. Yeah. Um, the fire stopped at the vestibule. Mm-hmm. Yes, no. Altars are made holy by the very fact that yeah. you, you say mass on them. So right, really, right, uh, right. But it, certainly, if, if our Holy Father, the Bishop, wanted to be here, it'd be grand. That'd be nice, I think, in some ways, because it's, you know, it's a special occasion, in a way. Hmm? And it is, it is. You know what yes. I mean? The reopening after that. Yeah, the so resurrection. Yeah, there's, there's, some, there's a certain tragicness to it, yes. being attacked and all of a sudden, yes. you know, we're back. Back stronger than ever. Mm -hmm. We're going to be celebrating mass, and I think I think probably people, most of us, would like it. In fact, if I could, I'd like to. If he came, I'd like to attend that mass myself. You know that? Oh, how do I suffer? <laughs> That'd be nice, though. Mm. Yes. That would be nice. Yes. So, how does your parishioners react to the? Uh, they bounce back like you did. Are they? Uh, yeah. They yeah. That peace. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think the priest is a bit like a, a mother in the family. You know, uh -huh. if you're calm yourself, mm -hmm. you know, then it, it reflects. And, and they know that I'm here with them, and um, yeah, they're, they're okay. There's sure. No, uh, there's no anger in them about this thing, which is... See, that's the advantage of someone being a pastor, being there the length that you have been there, this, in your case, 33 years. You, you, you establish a, a culture, a sense, a spirituality, and, that, and it stems from the pastor. You know, your spirituality, your prayer life pervades, and that's what takes root. Yeah, I, I really believe it's like if there's a calmness from you, typically, yeah. therefore, that's how oh, sure. that's how we oh, sure. respond. Oh, sure. I think if you were up in arms, well, that's how. Yeah. yeah. That's how we're going to respond, and you, that would be your reaction to other things previous to this. So good, they're okay, and uh, the the uh, Latin Mass, by the way, you're also host to Latin Mass. Mm. And that's still going on at your church? It is. In the hall as in well, hall. right? Yes, it oh, is. Right. Yeah. 
Now that probably is a little bit different because it seems very fitting in your beautiful church, the Latin Mass. Yes. And moving in the hall, it sort of uh, yeah. loses something, I think. Of the grandeur, yeah. Yeah, there's something that makes that Latin Mass special. It's the, the altar, the whole environment. Right. And now when you're in that hall, like, wait a minute now, this is, you know, I don't know if they yeah, feel that the way. Hall, the hall is very intimate, you know, I find that... Um, I'm more like a mother hen now in the hall. There's a, f a feeling of, uh, you know, embracing the people at Mass. It's closer. That's where we started, of course, in 87, right there. That's where, that's, that was your roots, your birth right there. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, good. Now you have uh, Father Paul, your assistant. Yes. And yes. he seems to be also tranquil as well. Mm. Yes. Yeah, right? Yes. Both of you guys. Yes. Yeah. Very nice and calm. Yeah. Now, how many messages do you have on a Sunday? Four, include Saturday. Saturday and the three Sunday. Three Sunday. And the Latin Masses. The minutes. And how's your attendance? The Latin Mass is a phenomenon to behold. Uh, the, the place last Sunday was laden down with children compared to what we have at the English Mass. There was, uh, you know, I'd say there was 30 to 40 children. Wow. And they came out. Wow, yeah, that? Yeah. They climb up on the walls of the church and uh, run through the little graveyard. So they're kids? Yeah. They're children, they're, they're you know what I mean? 14 on down. Uh -huh. and, um, uh, it's impressive. Whatever has happened, they're, they're uh, an interesting phenomenon. Yes, it is. I have come here occasionally yeah. if we, for the Latin Mass. Mm -hmm. Typically when I say Mass at the prison, down just a little before Gainesville, I guess, whenever I come back and I'll stop in and... I do my prayers in the in the church, and I like to just, just to observe. Mm -hmm. It's something that I can't quite wrap up my. You know, it's, it's, I noticed. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's something about it, the, the the devotion, you know, the connection. I think we can do just a podcast just speaking about that. I mean, the Latin Mass, who it attracts, mm -hmm. and especially you say children. Mm -hmm. I mean, if we here in this county area, probably other than Blessed Trinity, because they have a school. Mm -hmm suffer from the lack of uh, children. Most of us, I would say so, that's probably quite evident. But the Latin Mass seems to be uh, the one who has had the children. And they come from all over, correct? Across the diocese. Across the diocese, to come here to tend to your... Mm -hmm. and, they, they, and they were okay with not being in church? I mean, they handled that well as they well as well. they did too as well. Wow. Mm. And you harbor no ill will to that, that fellow? You know, that's... No, no. No. Right? No. Beautiful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. Now, did you take any summer break this year? No. I'm over I'm over uh, summer vacations. I noticed in the past three years or so, before I stopped taking vacation, that I was more vulnerable as I traveled and uh, more insecure at airports and not, not driving adequately when I was in Newfoundland or Nova Scotia. And... Uh, cease to myself and I'm happier here at home this is your home this is my home oh this is your home and, huh? and, and you seldom leave only by visit the sick or something like that basically exactly. right yes this is your mission you are yeah. John Vianney but you can you could say in the sense of I'm second yeah and you might like John Vianney you are simply a pastor yes that's I mean it. I know that how do we and then negative sense simply but it's right. a, you know you, you would take that calling yes. very seriously yeah absolutely you're not seeking any of the mission any of the work any you know this is it this my is people it. right here yes i dedicate my total life yes to my my parishioners yes hmm? and i wouldn't call them 
uh, my parishioner, but as the black lady said, we is all God's chillin'. Children, okay. Chillin'. The chillin'. Yeah. I'll be chillin'. Right, so I'll be looking after the chillin'. Yeah. But that's, that's and, and, and there's like a, you, something about always being here, you know, being available, present, which that is a yeah. very strong virtue in your life, being available yeah. to your people, yeah. right? Yeah. To them, and, and he also wants to probably speak to you. Yes, counsel for here. advice. Here, yeah. Hmm? yeah, it's part of my background. I'm, I'm one of eleven children, so uh, chilling, yeah. chilling. Yeah, I'm the holiest, the handsomest, and the humblest. Most right. people notice my humility. Yeah, but anyway, uh, what I noticed growing up was, I'm the middle child. When yeah. when the children came home from school in the afternoon, and they walked into the house, the first question they asked every time, "Where's mom?" That's right. And that's that's kind of why yes, I'm it is, right? living on the grounds um, of the church. I want to be here for where's the priest? There's a stability to having. Let's say you talk about mother. That's how I was. I was a kid, you know, going yeah. home. If mom was home, you know, if mom was out. No one. It almost like say, well, no one's home. That's right. That's huh? right. Nobody is home. Nobody's home. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's other people in the house, by the way. Yeah. But mom's not home. It's like, oh, nobody's right. home. Right. There's something about that. There's that fact. I always, you know, since I do funerals, you know, often, you know, they put about their mom or dad. You know, we're talking about mothers for now, and they put down homemaker. A lot of them were homemakers in that generation, and sometimes that's sort of dis- dismissed right. as being right. lower. You know that? Right. But when I speak to them, I said how fortunate you were. Yes. That your mother was home, and they all you see them nodding and knowing how yes. blessed they were. You know, I'm not trying to disparage anyone who has to work, I understand, yeah. different world, but there was there was a blessing coming home, there was your mom, yeah. you know that? Yes. It, it gave us a security, and I told them, and they just, mothers dedicated their life to their children. That was, their, right. that was their purpose in life, right. That's right. you know, to live for, live for their children, and yes. so I used to tell them that, and when I was in grade school, we went home for lunch. Yes. Did you go home lunch too? Yeah. as well, because the church school was two blocks away. Right, right. So mom would be home for lunch. And I was a little kid. My mother said, you know, young grades. If she wasn't home, I cried. There you go. In a way from, you know, she might have went to the store. I came home a little, few minutes late. I'm like, you know, yeah. second, third grade. I'd be ringing the bell. No one's home. I would begin crying and thinking, well, the fear of mom's not home. That's you know? what the priest should huh? be. That's what the priest should be to his parish. There's, right. a, there's an image in the scripture where Jesus was looking down in Jerusalem. He was weeping over it. And he actually said, how often, he said, would I have gathered you as a mother hen gathers mm-hmm. her chickens under her wings? Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You just yeah. wouldn't. So that image is uh, Christ the priest and us. So about priests, because of their talent, their you know, gifted, they're on different councils in the diocese, serving the diocese as well. Right. I suspect there's never been an ambition of yours to, no. be, to be in those committees. No. No, right? No. No, no, right? No. You have thought no being lessened or being overlooked or... No. Not at all, right? No. That's why I give myself titles yeah. myself to reassure so, myself. So you feel very, you know, I... Uh, that's fine with me. I just want to be home here at the parish. Leave me be. Right. I do my job. Right. Hmm. I won't bother anybody. I just serve my people. I don't need to be in those committees or yes. functions like that. If I was asked to serve, I would do it. That's I correct. For not to. Yes. You know. Your preference is to be in the, in the grounds. Yeah. yeah. So even on, the, on your day off, if you call it that, yeah. Friday afternoon to Saturday afternoon, you're yeah. here. Yeah. Working outside. Yeah. Huh? Yes, yes. You know, Don Bosco's told the Salesians a vacation was change of occupation. That's sort of, sort of like what you do, you know. I mean, 
your vacation is, change of occupation before you, you know, doing priestly ministry work in the office, and the change now is working outdoors. That's your vacation. That's how Don Bosco saw the solutions. A vacation was your change of occupation. Even they get, the, you know, go to the beach, things like that. You just did something different. And I was at the Salesians. We taught during the school year. Summertime was work at summer camp. That's the change of occupation. Right. And that was sort of, quote, well, you, you were allowed to go home for a week to see a family and something like that. But still, basically, the, you know, the change was going to have, or going to school, going on, on education. Yeah. Wow. So when did you think, how old were you when you decided to become a priest? Uh, I'm going to answer you truthfully. Go right ahead. Um, Expect no, nothing else. I was, I never thought much about priesthood at all, uh -huh. growing up, not at all. Were you an altar server? No, I, the priest wouldn't let me serve Mass. You were not an altar server? He wouldn't let me serve Mass. Why is that? I don't know why, I don't know why. Must wow. Have but um, it was funny, when I'd be maybe five or six years old, like somebody would say to me, uh, what are you going to be when you grow up? Uh -huh. And I'd always say, I don't know why, but I'd always say, I'm going to be a priest. You said that? Yeah, but I At never, the early age of seven, eight, nine years yes, old? Yes, but I never thought about it in between. You know, like, again, the next two years could pass, and I never thought about it in between. If somebody stopped me on the street and said, what are you going to be when you grow up? I'd say, well, I'm going to be a priest. I didn't say I was going to become one. I don't know why I used that language. Uh -huh. And if you ask me now what I want to be when I grow up, I want to be a priest. Be a priest, that's right. Now, did you go to church daily as a kid? No. Daily Mass, no, weekday Mass besides no, Sunday? or No, but during Lent, uh, I go to Mass. Okay. I go to Mass, yeah. So you weren't overly, quote, pious, no, in a sense, you know what no, I mean? You, you know, no, right? uh, I'm an inner person, and, mm -hmm. um, but not externally pious. Now, what, what age did you enter the seminary? I was 18. Okay. Did they have high school seminaries in, in Ireland at your time? They did. I got uh, okay. I got expelled from uh, high, what? I got expelled from the uh, high school. I was in with the Holy Ghost Fathers in their. They called it the Scholasticate for uh, my last two years of high school. So you were going there with the intention of becoming a, a Holy, Holy Ghost, Ghost Father? Father and going to Africa. Wow. Yeah. But I got expelled six months before I graduated from high school. You got expelled? I did. Would it be at a place asking, what the heck did you do? I can tell you, but it's hard to understand even yeah. now from the uh -huh. looking back. Um, the priest, the, whatever he was, in charge of the scholastic, it, uh -huh. uh, called me down to his office at 8 o'clock at night, mm -hmm. one night, and he says to me, um, he says to me, you uh, broke the toilet on the top floor. That's what he said to me. Uh -huh. And I says, uh, I did not, Father. And he says to me, you broke the toilet on the top floor. Right. And I said, I did not, Father. Uh -huh. And uh, he says to me, um, are you calling me a liar? Now, I wasn't calling him a liar. Right. In my nervousness, I answered to him, yes, Father. Ah! Well, that's what I say, you know? Uh, so, uh, and then he dismissed me. And then it came time for the Christmas vacation. Mm -hmm. And you um, go down back home for about three weeks. Uh -huh. And he says to me, uh, don't come back. Wow. And now what I didn't know was that he had told my mother 
so I thought I was going home to tell my mother the news, but she knew, she knew she... already, yeah. Now, so when you received that being dis- expelled, were you upset? Dis- you know? No, I don't think you get upset when you're uh, when you're 16 or 17 years old. You, you don't... Uh... You're okay with it anyway? Well, I, I didn't think anything about it. I just Nothing. knew it was a fact. Just like the fire in the wow. church. Wow, yeah, that's, what I, that's you know. what I was thinking of. Do you just handle it the same way? Oh, well. Yeah. Now, did it... Did... Being expelled from the seminary dismissed the idea of becoming a priest, or do you not, think I'll, not, do a, I'll take not, another path? Not in the slightest, not in the slightest. So you'd still want to be a priest? Yes. Um, and you I, thought there'd be another way possible? I finished, I finished out my high school yeah. in another Holy Ghost college. It's very mysterious to me mm-hmm. why they took me in. Wow. And then, um, so I graduated from high school, right. and I applied to the diocesan seminary, mm-hmm. and lo and behold, the... Um, the, the rector of the seminary showed up at my house one day mm-hmm. and uh, he looked at me and he asked me a couple of questions. He mm-hmm. said, have you uh, graduated from high school? Now in Ireland you would do a 21-day state exam at that time before you graduated. Wow. And you didn't get your results until midway through the summer. So but what I said to him was, I don't know, I said, but I did go to Trinity College Dublin and I did their entry exam to Trinity College Dublin. And he says to me, you're very welcome. Wow. And he protected me all through the six years. So you're a Jocelyn priest in the seminary with the intention of coming to the States or working in Ireland or? No, I didn't know anything about what I was going to do either. I never thought about that. But during the first year Mm -hmm. in the seminary, bishops and priests came in from around the world. Recruiting. Recruiting. And so someone came from Florida? Yes, yes. And you signed up. What what was the attraction? There wasn't any really. I just was uh, someplace to go. Oh, okay. I wanted to go to uh, South America. I didn't know what I wanted. I mean, you're 18 years old, and what do you know? So I said, oh, South America would be good. (laughs) And then they said to me, we don't take diocesan priests. Mm-hmm. Um, in South America. So I picked the next poorest place, Miami. Miami? <laughs> I signed up for the Miami Diocese. I didn't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how'd you end up in the, uh, up, I guess, St. Augustine Diocese at the time, right? It, it was actually Orlando. Orlando. Orlando, okay, Orlando. That's right. Orlando okay, broke yeah. off in... Uh, six, we just had anniversary. 68 or something. Okay, like so that. Orlando was... So what happened was, there was a Father Devereaux in this diocese who wanted to be in Miami. And the two dioceses got together and they arranged a deal where they would trade off that priest for a priest who was about to be ordained in Ireland. And so they came and asked me would I switch to Orlando. Oh, wow. John Blewett was the one who did that. Is that John right? Blewett, yeah. It's interesting. Again, not like even. in sports, they have, you know, they make, intentionally baseball, make these trades for a player to be named later. They, and that was you. That was you me. Know? That was me, yeah. Wow. Go. Anyway, that's fantastic. So that's the ended up. What a what a. Well, I'm glad you ended up here. I'm so many 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 people as well. And uh, when I was young, I was thinking of go- I was going to go to Africa myself. But they had a we had a sleeve and peel called you know youth. Liberia was the place, and I actually signed up for it, and uh, never got the call because yeah you could you because you want to go you never would the necessary necessary means that you were going to go. Because they had a sponsor outside, I wrote and 
they get it. So, and I look back in the long run, it's probably just for the better, but yeah, Africa seemed exciting. And, you know, we off the air now? Not yet, my friend. Oh. We're still talking. You keep oh. talking. You're doing a great job. I'm learning more and more about you, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How, yeah. how life works out. How you came from, you could have been in Miami, but you came to Orlando, and you've, well, we'll talk later about all those other things. We have a lot of, a lot of uh, area to discuss with you uh, in the future podcasts, I hope. Huh? Yeah. I'd like to learn, okay? Well, thank you so much for being my first guest. Yes, well, I'd want to be my best guest. <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thank you so much, and uh, keep that beautiful spirit, and I look forward to your church reopening. Anyone in the sound of our voice who have never had a chance to see Queen of Peace, when it does reopen, uh, you do yourself well making a little pilgrimage, a little trip here to see the beautiful church, a place of prayer. The grounds are well kept, it's tranquil. It's like leaving the world and coming a little piece of, uh, you know, piece of heaven. I like coming up here. My dogs like coming up here as well. well your dogs are very welcome. Yes. How about me? I mean, well, as I said, your dogs uh, are very yes. welcome. Maybe not me. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Bless you. Have a minute. Bye-bye.